from her early years with our grandfather and the mysterious decade of the fifties. The five books that are now presented as the Austin Family Chronicles were written over a period of thirty years. A prolific writer of more than sixty books in a variety of genres, Madeline created a web of characters that grew, changed, and surprised her. As we reread these books over our lifetime, what strike us are the very different responses we have to this family. At eleven, we thrilled to the references to things that our mother or aunt or uncle would confirm were true. At seventeen, we were cynical about the blur between fact and fiction and thought we could read our grandmother as if she were a book. In our mature adulthood, we recognize how rich and complicated our grandmother was, and that fact can be the springboard for fiction, and fiction can inform who we are and tell us about ourselves. Charlotte Jones Voikless and Lena Roy, March 2008. Macmillan Audio presents The Moon by Night by Madeline Lengel. Read for you by Maggie Meg Reed. Chapter One Vicky! It was John's voice, and he was calling for me. I suppose somewhere on the inside of my mind I realized it, but with the outside of my mind, all I heard was the constant crying of seagulls and the incoming boom of breakers. I hadn't even seen that the early morning sun had moved across the sky and the tide had pushed the waves closer up to my feet. I'd forgotten that there was any such thing as time and almost why I'd come sliding down the steep path to the cove and climbed up on the sun-baked rock. I wanted to be alone, and I wanted to think. Indoors there was excitement and confusion and I guess a lot of happiness. I was the only one who seemed to be unhappy because nothing would ever be the same again. Up to a few days ago, my life, and fifteen years is quite a considerable hunk of time, well, I'm not quite fifteen, but I'm on the way, had been all of a piece, exciting sometimes and even miserable, but always following the same and simple pattern of home and school and family. And now it was all being thrown away, tossed to the four winds. I wanted to leave all the chatter and babble and be alone to sort things out. Just a few minutes alone down at the beach. Was that so very much to ask? Vicky! Vicky! Now even the outside of my mind couldn't confuse John's angry shouting with a seagull squawk. I looked up. He was scrambling down the path, but much more slowly than usual, because he was dressed in gray flannel slacks and a freshly ironed white shirt, and was carrying his jacket over his arm. I waved at him. He sounded furious. Vicky! Victoria Austin! Get up here! Don't you know what time it is? Of course I didn't know what time it was. I'd left my watch with my clothes when I put on my bathing suit. I wouldn't dare use that as an excuse with John, though. 
He knows perfectly well that I can tell by the sun, that I can tell by the tide. What he wouldn't know was that I had been lost in time, and that my few minutes had stretched out to what was obviously over an hour, and I hadn't even realized it. I jumped off the rock onto the soft sand instead of climbing down. We've always jumped off the rock, so maybe what I was doing at that moment was hanging on to my childhood instead of trying to leap out of it the way I usually do. I hurried across the sand and started up the almost vertical path that leads to the top of the bluff. There's a winding road you can take, full of hairpin bends, but we've always taken the path cut down through the scrubby bushes. The bushes were very useful in helping me to pull myself up the path quickly, and in keeping me from looking at my rightfully enraged older brother. He had climbed back up to the top of the bluff and was standing there, waiting for me. When he spoke, his voice was coldly angry. Have you no...